Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Skill Riders podcast episode. We are at number 208. I am your host, 65 Lokes, covering model car culture from around the world. And man, last week I was out in Spain. First time there, traveled to the cities of Barcelona, also Girona, and it was amazing. I was there for about a week and Man, I'm I'm back home now, but when I think back to it, I, I I miss it. I mean, everything from the weather, the sights, the the architecture, the food, uh, the people, everything there was uh, very pleasant, really nice. You know, a lot of great memories, and you know, if, if you guys haven't gone, I highly recommend it. You know, um, last week. I did not have a new episode for you guys. I apologize for that. You know, with travels and everything, um, there was just it was just going to be super hard to coordinate to have a guest or anything, you know, and I know I could pre-record these, but sometimes it gets a little difficult even doing that. So I wanted to just kind of wait, give it some time to be able to record a new episode, especially getting back and just kind of talking about the journey as to uh, getting out there uh, to Spain, and um, and now you know being back home here in the states, here in California, um, you know just thinking back, looking through my photos and just seeing and just amazed at how this trip went. You know, um, it's a trip because it's been a long time since I've traveled. I used to travel a lot. Uh, would say back from like 2010. Uh, going all the uh, way up towards like 2017, I did a lot of traveling, uh, mainly to Europe. And one of the last places to travel to outside of the US was Japan and Mexico. But other than that, you know, I just stayed grounded here locally. I didn't go anywhere. Um, you know, I was going to have a baby. And at the same time, we had the pandemic happen. So there really wasn't any traveling going around, just mostly staying local. And, you know, leading up to this trip it had been a while from traveling. So it was exciting knowing that I had a vacation coming up. And at the same time, it was a little nerve wracking and nervous because I was going to be away from my daughter for, for a week. And I was just kind of like thinking how that was going to go more than anything. You know, I know the the trip was going to be dope. I was already looking forward to it. I was trying to do research as to where I was going to be and everything, what I was going to see, what to kind of expect. Uh, but just being away from her, that was like the hard part where I was like, man, how, how's this going to play out? But but the good thing is, is that, you know, it's very important to have family, to have that support. So, you know. Having that helped a lot um, to make that worry like and stress kind of go away, you know, and as um, I embarked on this journey, you know, it was about like a 13 hour flight, direct flight there. And I mean, I was so excited, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, get some sleep on the plane and this and that because it's like a red eye leaving at night. And nah, you know, you're awake, your your adrenaline's up, you watch some movies and everything on there. 
And if you sleep, you know, you're probably just going to sleep like a few hours, you know, but once you're there, it's, um, it's a trip, you know, because it just took me back. It took me back to when I was younger and being like, man, like, okay, like I've traveled before, you know, I'm not going to be like shocked or anything crazy as, you know, just adapt to the environment and there. And, you know, I had spoken to with, with some friends and they had told me like, dude, it's going to be dope. I've been there. It's awesome. Uh, one of the advantages that you have is that you speak Spanish. So you'll be able to communicate easy with people. And, and yeah, it was one of the things that helped out a lot. Um, I mean, they do speak English as well. Um, you know, they're getting tourists from around the world. So uh, both languages are spoken, but it was just very easy to communicate in Spanish and, people kind of tripped out on that, you know, like when they would see you speaking Spanish or people you'd meet right away, they would want to know like, oh, where are you from or what? You know, that was always like a cool thing because it just sparks conversation, you know, and then after that, everyone starts kind of recommending like places, food places and all this cool stuff around the city because there's just so much to look at around. You got like monuments um, while the tourists go, but then you also got all these like um, nice places where you get food and, you know, just getting around was, was pretty cool too. You do a lot of walking, uh, transportation's awesome. I mean, you do have the Metro, you have buses, uh, to get around and it's really hard to get lost. You know, just the layout of the city, uh, the, the way all the streets connect, it's really, really hard to get lost there. So you you know obviously you you find you always find your way home, um, but I always recommend to do your research beforehand. You always want to look up where you're gonna be at. Go on the Google Maps, um, drop in that little yellow character onto the street. Take a look at the street, so this way you have a visual of an idea of how the streets look and where to go. Pre-plan a lot of things like this, so this way you're you're visually seeing them by the time you're there you recognize where you need to go you know if you're headed in the right direction so you know being there like the the first days it was just like cool i'm on vacation um i shut down the online store for a week i could have left the online store open for the week and been receiving you know the orders and yeah, that'd be that'd be good for business, but honestly, it wouldn't be good for me, and I didn't want to do it. You know, it's it's been since uh, December of twenty twenty when I launched the online store, and it hasn't closed closed since. And it's just been you know, um, like a learning experience, growth, and just working hard at it, uh, building up the store. And I just felt like, you know what, I, I truly do need a vacation. I need to disconnect from the, you know, taking off the hat of an store owner and running a business. I need to take a break. Um, I'm still going to connect with my friends and scale model build artists online by checking out the work, sharing it, something that I'm, I'm always doing. But in this aspect, I don't want to worry about promoting products. I don't want to be worrying about like, 
you know, packaging orders and this and this and that. I knew that if, if I would have left the online store open, I'd be looking at my phone constantly, like at the emails, at whatever, like, you know, every every few hours or whatever, constantly refreshing to see if anything came in, to see what I need to reply to or fulfill. And being so far away from everything, they would, it's impossible to be able to fulfill any orders, you know, and... And I also didn't want to, uh, like, disappoint or make any customers mad, you know, waiting on their order to be fulfilled right away after they placed it. And I know I could have put a banner and all that stuff, but sometimes, you know, people don't see that, you know. So I was like, nah, I'm just going to shut it off and disconnect. And I really need to go on this trip and go into, like, journey mode and... I need to basically reset and reflect and just like replan, you know, what's going to be my next move? Uh, what do I need to do? What, what do I need to stop doing? You know, I, I, need, I needed to have all this thought process, but I also needed um, a lot of like inspiration. You know, Th- this was a trip that I knew was going to bring a lot of fun. And and at the same time, I needed to come home, bringing home something with me, you know, something mental where where I know that once I come back to the daily routine, I'm ready to go. And I'm just like amped, you know, I'm refreshed and let's do this, you know. So on this trip, some of the important things that I touched on was um, uh, skateboarding. I didn't skateboard, but I'm a big fan of skateboarding. I used to skateboard when I was in high school. And as I got older, I still skated, but then I stopped skating. And from skateboarding, I transitioned into music, which later in time brought me back to model building. But I wanted to start off with skateboarding. Um, When I was out there, I mean, they say that Barcelona is like, that city is for like skateboarders. It's it's just uh, lots and lots of skateboarders there in uh, in Barcelona, and um, and it, it was just a trip to finally um, to see the the skateboarders there. And one of the famous locations is this place called Makba, which is basically. Um, like this huge, huge uh, building where they have a lot of artwork pieces. And right in front of it, there's this huge quarter where it's basically open for skaters to skate. And they've been doing this for years, maybe the last 20 years or or even longer than that. I'm not too quite sure. But I, I still remember being in high school and watching skate videos and as throughout growing up on YouTube, when YouTube came into the forefront, you would see videos of skaters in France. I mean, not France, of skaters in Spain, skaters from the U.S., basically everywhere. But it, when the U.S. skaters would come out to Barcelona, it would be pretty crazy, like just seeing the the types of clips they would get. So I never, you know, really thought that. I would ever go there. I would just see this stuff back when I was younger. But now knowing like, hey, we're going to 
be out here, you know, I was like, hey, this this one place is there, Makba. Like, I definitely want to check this place out. So going there, you know, I was just tripping out on the energy that's in there, you know, and it took me back because I remember that energy of when you skate with friends where everyone's hanging out, everyone's skating, everyone's cheering everybody on. Um, you you have an idea of what level, you know, everyone's at. And and you're, you, you know, like when your friend busts out a trick, something that they've been working on hard for a minute and they finally pull it out, like pull it off. Like it's it's amazing, you know, and and you're vibing off each other. You know, people are busting out, trying this, trying that. And then you also get motivated and you get pumped. So like there's there's a lot of positive energy. There's a lot of inspiration in the air. And and it was cool to just be around that and just chilling. I did record some video clips of some of the skaters skating there. And, you know, they're everywhere. You know, people are just sitting down and everything. And I mean, I just felt comfortable being in there. I just walked around wherever and I just, you know, like sat down near whoever and like set up. You know, it wasn't like, like, hey, who's this dude? None of that. It was all cool vibes, you know. Um, if anything, they probably saw my face all excited or something, you know. And, you know, just let me film whatever I could get with my phone. But it was it was just crazy to me to know that, man, these guys are just, like, skating in front of this, like, museum, you know, this art place. And I don't know. It was just, like, super cool. So that was one of the things that I got to connect as well, that it took me back. Um, and then, you know, like I said, I transitioned into music. Well, it started with, you know, record collecting and DJing. And this is like, you know, back in 2001. So it's already 20 years that I've been doing that. And I'm still doing it to this day. And, and not too far from there, there was a record store. So it was cool to be able to like, you know, go digging, look for records, found some titles, things that I can't even find in the U.S. They had them there, picked them up. I was like, if, if it just felt good, that feeling, you know, of going to a record store and pulling out records, listening to them and already knowing this is what I'm going to take home with me. You know, this is coming home for sure. Um, and then, you know, later the nightlife, going out with friends and them showing you uh, some of the venues, the spots where you can, you know, just hang out, have some drinks, listen to some music. And and it was just really, really dope, like seeing all that and, and experiencing all this kind of stuff, you know. Um, later in the trip, I ended up, you know, connecting with the Eternals. This is the 124 scale automotive art crew based out of Spain and they're in different cities throughout Spain. So I would say from their meeting point, you know, they're probably about an hour away from each other. And one of the members, he's all, he's based out of Madrid. So I believe that's like a six to eight hour drive or commute, you know, that's pretty far, but still they managed to get together. Uh, the collective groups, about six members um fortunately i i didn't get to meet one of them uh he wasn't there but all five were there and 
it was just amazing. I mean, this was like on a Friday on the 17th leading up to this day. I mean, we had already done so many touristy things and gone here and gone there and checked out so much cool stuff that it was nice knowing that I still had something to look forward to on a Friday before the end of the trip. And, you know, I had been following the Eternals for some years now. Uh, shout outs to the homie Vision 124. Um, you know, he's someone who had introduced me to their skill modeling page on Instagram back then. And he always spoke very highly of them, of their work. So, you know, I always looked at their stuff and everything. And over the years, you know, I started to build this relationship with David, um, Hoppo124. And, you know, even back then, I never really thought like, you know, yo, like I'm going to come out. You know, I never even thought of that. I always admired their work. I always was blown away by the dioramas that they would create, the buildings. And but the cars, I was always like, man, these cars are clean. These cars look so clean. And Pavel, Mr. Rog, who I later met on this trip, you know, he's like the the visualist. You know, he's a photographer. He's the one who who basically takes a lot of these photos and presents them in a way where it looks very realistic. You could tell just from talking to him, um, the artistic eye he has with photography and just, you know, documenting what they got going, which I thought was super cool, you know. So from where I was at, it's about an hour away from where uh, David resides in the city of Girona. And, you know, it was one of those things where we just coordinated, like, you know, he was nice enough to come out and pick me up. And and we it was about an hour away. So we went on our commute there early morning upon arrival you know he sh he showed us around the city and it was really nice just to to see the that city there you know and and you know you you always want to just look at and explore as much as you can you know whenever you go anywhere so it was just dope he showed us around we saw like the what I guess is considered kind of like the old town and then to the more modern, like the new town and or like the sides of the town, you know, and one of the um, the places he had taken us, um, he had advised, you know, told us that, you know, they, they filmed a lot of like Game of Thrones here and everything. And it was just crazy to see that later, like on YouTube, like some of the clips, like the filming locations and you go, wow, they, they did do a lot of filming. Uh, right here in this area so that was pretty neat and um you know he did also uh take me to a, a one of the local hobby stores there i believe it's the only one it's called u32 hobbies and it's mostly geared towards slot cars and you know being in there they did have a section of model kits uh everywhere from like um like Hasegawa, the the new new plot, it's hobby kits, even some AMT, uh, Ravel, and Itelari, and uh, man, there's this other one I can't even think of the name right now, but it starts with the H. You guys will know it for sure. And um, so you know, I was looking at everything, 
and they had a Civic. The Civic caught my attention, the EF9. I was like, yo, like, these are quite hard to get right now, you know, and I want another one. So, and at the same time, I wanted to support the store, you know, so I went ahead and made that purchase. And in my mind, I'm thinking, like, I hope this is going to fit in my luggage because I brought a carry-on. I didn't even bring a big, big luggage. I like to pack light. I don't like to bring all kinds of stuff, you know. And I was like, so hopefully, hopefully this fits. And on top of that, I got the records, too. So I got I got to see how I'm going to make this work to bring it home. Like, cop the EF9. And then, um, you know, we did some more exploring. Got some lunch. Ate some delicious food out there in his area. And then from there, we made our way back to the headquarters where I saw finally in person the unveiling of you know the diorama the model car kit the cars everything it was it was insane you know and at the same time you know david was like nice enough to gift me a scalewriters hq building this small like like building it's like a two-story like level but it's a 124 scale building with with like a street and i just I just tripped out how he he was like, look, this is how you could take it apart and and you could take it back home. And I'm like, what the heck? But it was cool. We still managed to uh, place the building temporarily in the diorama as well to get some photos. And, you know, as as I saw, like David assemble the uh, the diorama, bringing out all the pieces I was just amazed as as how everything fits together the way everything was thought out and and placed together and and a lot of it's made out of wood other materials there's also some like uh, like 3d printed parts that are in there but it's primarily um, like made out of wood you know hand painted it's not you know made out of foam or anything like that like these are some very like solid pieces you know and from um, from speaking with uh, with Pavel, Mr. Rog, you know, I had asked him like, hey, so how'd you come up with the name or why are you guys called Eternals? And he, he was just explaining how, you know, when they started doing a lot of these dioramas and, and you know, they were already model building, but they were realizing that, you know, this is going to be a lot of work. Like this is going to take an eternity to to do this. And and they just kept doing their thing and they noticed they kept adding pieces to it, updating it, adding more. And it, it's, it's just like I look at it as like artwork where it's like never ending, where you're just you're just going to continue adding to this art piece, but you're not going to quite finish it. And, you know, that's that's pretty much where the name comes from Eternals, you know. Um, in the future, um, Pavel, Mr. Rock, uh, will be on a, on a future podcast episode. I did, you know, reach out to him. He's down and I definitely got to get an interview with him. You know, we, we got to hang out and, and we chatted and everything and it was cool. So as we were there, um, I also in person got to meet Albert, AKA white chocolate. Um, he is a, a producer of some really really nice resin 124 scale parts for mercedes 
civics, uh, VW, you name it. I mean, he started the company not long ago, and he's just constantly producing some amazing products, and he's continually coming out with more stuff. So it was really cool to meet him finally in person. Um, there's also another gentleman whose also name is David. Um, he doesn't have a nickname or anything, but from what I got out of it, you know, from the guys and even him, um, he's known more for building white body kits. And he was, it was just funny. You know, I, I, I knew they had an inside joke, but he was just telling me like, yeah, I think everything I've built is white body. Like I just, I don't, I don't remember when's the last time I built a car without a white body. So whenever I see the white body, I got to get the white body. So that was really cool. Um, and then also Jordy, AKA, uh, fine height models. Um, it was, it was crazy like to see that red, uh, Mercedes that he had just done. And he, he has done other cars as well. They're super, super nice. You know, I, I know you guys have seen his like BMWs. Um, he also has this white, I believe it's like a Porsche that looks amazing. Um, just super clean work, you know, so it was just dope to finally see them all collectively, like in person, get to talk to them. And when the the diorama was finally assembled, you know, David started pulling out cars. He started setting them up and then everyone else just started to pull out their cars. And it's a trip within seconds. You see the, the diorama uh, just buildings alone. And then later it starts to fill up. The parking lots start to fill up. The driveways, the drive-through, everything just starts to fill up, and you're like, "Whoa! Like, like, where did all these models come from?" You know. And you could tell this is a lot of work that these guys have put into into each model, getting it done, doing their part to finish a model and and bring it to life to be a part of this this uh, artwork piece that they got going on. And I had planned, you know, for this trip to bring. A scale model car as well. I mean, you have to bring a scale model car when you have an opportunity like this to travel more than like a thousand kilometers. Like you have to bring a build with you. So I went ahead and packed the the Skyline GTR Haku by uh, Liberty Walk, Aoshima. Brought it with me, and you know, I was able to get some really nice photographs. Mister Rog also took some amazing photographs of my car there in the diorama and you know we all just conversed and there was moments where you know I um I like would step back and just kind of like like observe and just see now that energy that was being formed there you know like earlier I was speaking about positive energy with skateboarding I, now I had the same feeling over here now with the model building, you know, just seeing, you know, the camaraderie, the brotherhood, you know, everything, you know, these guys have known each other for more than 15 years and stuff. So it was really cool to just see them conversing and like showing each other stuff and, and still being excited um, from what they were showing to each other. And, you know, they, they do have their meetings but obviously, as we get older, you know, we have more responsibilities and it, it makes it hard at times to get together collectively. 
and and I'm speaking in general, you know, and for everybody, like we all know as we get older, it gets hard. We can't go to every show. We can't go to every meeting. We can't go to every everything that's out there. Right. So when we finally have these opportunities to attend the show, to attend the meeting, you know, we're excited because we haven't seen each other in a while. And it's like we're chopping it up. We're catching up. So it was nice to see them like there and like I started to record video and I didn't say anything to anybody like, okay, you know, I I wanted it to be very natural. And I I felt like I captured a lot of moments of theirs where they're, they're speaking, they're, you know, telling each other like some tips and tricks and like how they did this or, or that, or, or, you know, it was all these like cool things that I was just recording I was taking photos and just time was flying by. Time was flying by so fast, you know? I felt like my mind was just being stimulated like crazy from the whole trip because you're seeing so much stuff, you're experiencing all these things, your mind is just downloading everything that you're looking at, you're tripping out on things that you're seeing. And then being there, I was just like, you know, mentally looking at everything, looking at the the details, all all this stuff. Like you're just downloading data, data, data in your brain. And at the same time, you're like, oh, shoot, I got to record. Oh, wait, I got to take pictures and this and that. And then um, at some point I look at my phone and I'm like, dude, what the heck? I didn't charge my phone. Like my phone's already going to die. Like the battery, like, oh, man. So then uh, good looking out for David. He like bust out the charger, got the phone charged more. And I just, you know, I just kept documenting more footage, more and more and more. So uh, finally, you know, it got late. It was like late into the night and it started to get really cold. I couldn't hang. I was like, yo, this is this is cold. You know, I thought back home was cold, but there's a different type of cold, you know. So I chilled and then a little bit later, everybody started, you know, bringing in their stuff, putting their stuff away because now it was like. It was late. It was nighttime. And, you know, we're still just just talking, having a good time. And it was just it was like a good feeling, you know, like I felt like I known these guys for a long time, like just from talking to them and 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 see we could tell that we were all excited uh, just to be there. And, you know, at the end, you know, when I looked at my car, my Haku, I already knew, like, you know what, this is the final destination for this car. Um, I don't I don't plan on taking it home. You know, I, I felt like the car um, being there, it um, it it needed to be a part of this diorama. You know, um, David has a Ken Mary and from all the other cars, the Ken Mary seems to be the older car. All the other ones are more modern or 90s and up. So this one being an, an older car and also the Haku being an older car, I felt like, yo, like, you know, if if these two cars existed in real life and they were like, you know, cruising or whatever, it's like they were meant to, to be part of the same crew or or just the same squad like of homies like cruising around the city, you know, wrecking mayhem in Japan and and just like getting chased by cops and all that stuff. Right. Um and maybe and maybe that Ken Mary wasn't really part of the newer cars, you know. It was more the old school. So 
to me, I was like, yo, like this car needs to stay here with it, you know? And, and yeah, I mean, I, I know that they'll take care of it. I'm not too worried about any of that. You know, it's just, it's nice knowing that, uh, there's, a, a a part of my artwork that I created and it's out there, you know, and, um, I got some nice photos out of it. It, it was really cool. Like to get some really cool photos. Um, I know as much as I enjoy that model, looking at it every day, working on it, having it here at home, um, you know, I'm passing that on, you know, hopefully they enjoy that model too. And, you know, if anything in the future, maybe I'll do a print, I'll get a print of that car and I'll just have it on a frame here in my, in my room. And that's good enough for me, you know, um, that'd be pretty dope. But, um, yeah, it, it was just, it was short, you know, like the day went by fast. I wish I would have had more days there for that. And then finally, you know, I headed back home or back to the hotel, I would say. And, you know, we're, we're at the last days where it was like, all right, cool. I have to, um, you know, enjoy this last day before we head out. And then I got to plan out the exit, you know, route, like how are we going to get back to the airport and this and that. And it's funny because it was, it was going to be so easy. Like we were just going to walk out of the hotel, walk up like two blocks, bus stops right there. And it takes us to the hotel. I mean, to the airport. Next thing you know, like the day before the hotel puts like a note on the room. And I get the note and I'm reading it and it's basically saying, hey, by the way, tomorrow, Sunday, there's this like huge uh, running marathon where they shut down the whole city at at 8 a.m. No, 8.30 a.m. So if you're headed to the airport, you might want to pre-plan, you know, and then they recommend, you know, some routes or whatever. But they also kind of mention like, you know, taxis, like it's going to be really hard to get a taxi or whatever. And I'm going, oh, man, here we go. Just what I needed. Right. Right. When I thought things were going to be smooth, we get like a wrench thrown in in the mix. So I spent like 30 minutes researching. All right. How am I going to get out of here? Get out of here. Finally figured it out. And I just said, look, flight leaves at 1 a.m. I don't care. But we're getting out of here like at 8 a.m. Or even 7.30 a.m. from here. Even if I have to spend the whole day at the airport, I don't care. As long as we're there, we're good. I just don't want to miss my flight. And it, it was cool that getting up early, getting everything sorted out. I mean, I was already packed by the time I woke up. It was just about getting and walking out that door. Immediately, you know, I was like, I was talking to one of the employees. I'm like, hey, uh, is there a possibility of getting a, uh, a taxi? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, we could. Dude rolled up, went in there, and the guy's like, yeah, don't worry, I'll, I'll get you there in, like, 20 minutes. Cool. We headed out, and then he starts to tell me. He's, like, telling me, man, this is perfect. I'm glad I'm taking you there because I'm, I'm trying to get out of the city, too, out of this area because I, it's going to be so congested, and they're going to close everything, and it's just going to be hell that now that, you know, I'm coming out here to drop you off, I'm going to stay in the outskirts, and I don't have to worry about coming back in. And I'm like cool and he's like and i'll just work the outskirts like people still need to be taking places out here i'm like cool so it worked out for the driver it worked out for us we got there on time we avoided this whole marathon thing all that chaos and it's a trip even though you're there early in the airport 
the time goes by fast. The whole checking in, the whole process, the whole all that, all that drama, right? And then next thing you know, you only got like one more hour to like relax, maybe get a bite to eat, get some, you know, get a drink, whatever, and then head out. And then you're on your way back home. And once you're back home, it's very surreal. You know, it almost feels like a dream. It almost feels like everything you experienced there was like a dream, you know. Um, you're, you're just like, you you come back to what we like to say is like our, our world, our reality, right? Back to the routine and this and that. And, and we, you know, we compare the the different lifestyles and the, the ethics and, and all these things and and man, it, it was a lot of reflecting for sure. There was a lot of reflecting, um, you know, here here in um, in the states, or at least for me, like in California, I feel like we're we're very about work, 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 like too much work, and and at the same time, as much as we give in, there's a lot that's being taken away as well, and. And there has to be a balance. There has to be of like, all right, cool. If I already know that there's gonna be a lot of a lot gonna be taken away, I better not work that crazy. Like I gotta I gotta chill, right? Another thing was the food. Um a, a lot of the food that we have here is a lot of processed food. There's a lot of foods that are not good for us. Out there, everything is like so good. Things that are not good for you here, they're banned over there. So that was another thing that I was like, dang, I got to change, like, you know, things on what I eat. I need to stop eating this, stop eating that, and, like, start eating more of this, right? Um, and I don't know, exercise, like, over there you walk so much. You know, you take the metro, you take the bus, but you have to walk to these spots, right? Um, there's really not too many cars and stuff. Here in California, it's different. You need a car here because everything's so spread out you need a car to commute and you know we do have parking spots we do have this we do have like all these things right four cars but at the same time it's one of those things like even though i'm driving to the supermarket um or wherever around my area i still need to make it a mental note upon myself that i need to walk that i need to exercise that i need to like keep up the regimen of doing things. I can't just sit around and not do nothing and just drive everywhere and and just, you know, think that I'm healthy and, and yeah, I'm cool, you know, now, like, you, you have to get up, you have to do stuff. So all those things are in my mind, like, you know, things I need to change uh, for myself um, to be able to just feel better um, and, you know, try to definitely be healthier and stuff. And yeah, as I'm talking right now, I'm drinking the tea, positive energy. So that's what I'm trying to push right on this episode is uh, that that positive energy. Mm. Because I hope that you guys find happiness in model building, even though I know sometimes we run into like walls and we run into errors, but uh, they're, they're there for a reason to uh to be corrected so i just hope that you know don't let it get to you don't let it get you mad or anything like that just step away come back to it plan like plan like all right what's going on right here what do i need to do 
reach out to your peers, talk to your friends, show them what's going on. And I'm sure they would guide you and give you the, you know, point you in the right direction as to what you need to do in situations like that. Um, I mean, th this trip was, was awesome. You know, everything that I documented with video, I just posted a video up on YouTube. If you go on, if you go on YouTube, look up scale writers and you'll find our YouTube channel where you'll be able to see the latest video of one, two, four eternals. And when I was putting the video together, piecing everything, adding the music and, and doing all the editing, you know, I really wanted to just like capture and, and like present to you visually, like what I saw, you know, um, I hope that that's what you get from watching the video is like you as a viewer to see what I saw through my eyes uh, and make you feel like you were there, you know, make you feel like you were, you were part of the Eternals, like you had your car there, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was just something like that, that of a memory that um, I'll always remember, but I could always go back and watch this video and and see, but at the same time to inspire as well. So it's like about a six, six minute video. You'll see a lot of like, you know, the builds and, and then the guys hanging out, talking, chatting and everything like that. So that's um, that's really cool. Um, I didn't get any footage of myself in there. You know, I, I wasn't trying to just record myself. Um, it was just more about like from what I saw, like you know, hanging out with all the all the guys, and and it was like it was just amazing, man. I I hope I can go back. I would love to go back, and now knowing how to get around from what I experienced from the city. Now I know exactly like where to go to, what to do the second time around. You know, it's going to just feel like, like this is like, an, like my neighborhood, let's say, you know, like I already know how to get around, like it's cool. So I highly recommend for anybody who's deciding on traveling, you know, outside of the U.S., definitely go. I know, you know, I have friend friends like model builders out in the U.K., um, you know, there's model builders in France, Germany, you know, I know for you guys, it's not that far of a distance, um, traveling, especially if, obviously through plane, it could take you anywhere like 30 minutes to an hour or two hours. But if you have that opportunity to travel, to link up with your friends, I highly recommend to do it, you know, and even if you live in the same country you know let's say if you are in the uk but you guys live you know hours away um it would be pretty cool if you guys could do a meet you know plan a date get together and it doesn't even have to be in a venue you know it could be at the park it could be somewhere where you guys are just gonna like hang out and um and get to talk like spend the day you know, get some food, some drinks, bring your builds, just just talk, you know, and, and see what's up. Because I know that it's definitely going to inspire you. It's going to uplift you for sure and, and, and point you in that direction of like, man, you know, what do you want to build next? And that's where I'm at right now. You know, um, I do currently have some builds on the table that I work.
work on from time to time. And, um, you know, now it's just the, uh, the, the bigger picture. I see it more, more than ever. Um, you know, a, a lot of the builds I kind of now see like, okay, I'm building this for this. And then this is this car. I want to do this color or I want to do it like this. So there's, there's all these like plans now that are coming into play because before I felt like I was building, um, more to learn, you know, experimenting and just figuring out and, you know, we never stop learning, but there is a point where I think when you build like the next build, it's like you're not thinking, oh, I'm building this to learn. You're building this because now you have a purpose to build this for. So let's say if you're building this for like a diorama piece or or for a, or for some, maybe a couple cars that you, or they're themed with your with your friends. You're thinking about the theme. You're thinking about the diorama. You're you know that you want to get this done for that, and you already know what to do because you've been doing it. And and yeah, you're gonna learn some things along the way. But I'm pretty sure there's some model builders that they execute it well. That it's it's muscle memory. They already know it, and they really probably didn't learn anything out of it. They just keep proceeding with it and and you know it just shows like they're already on that other level you know where it just comes very natural and it might sound very like cliche or whatever but i'm pretty sure some people they don't say it but they're probably at that point where they don't even you know they just create it and and it's there you know but then again that's you know you're going to want to test yourself and you're still going to want to learn and do something out of the ordinary. But in the meantime, um, you know, some of these builds, they, they're going to serve a purpose, you know, even if, uh, if I have them here in my room, but in who knows, man, like I might be making, I'm not knowing, but I mean, working on a model right now that in the future, this model could end up in another part of Europe or it could end up in Japan, you know, who knows, like, uh, what can happen, uh, of where, but I would really like to send, you know, models like to other places so people can experience and enjoy, uh, these builds as well. So, um, so I don't know, just kind of, you know, reflect on, on what you, what you got going on with your builds as well. You know, if you're in that process of learning, you know, which we all are, just keep at it, keep at it. And I know that one day you're going to reach that point where you've accomplished all these things where now when you're doing that like 15th or 30th model, like you're just doing it. And and after when you're done, you, you realize, wait a minute, I just ran through this model and I did it. It wasn't even... In my mind, I, I didn't hit any walls. It wasn't even about learning like, oh, how do I hinge or how do I paint? How do I know? It was just you you reach that level where you just executed it, you know, and um, and yeah, that's crazy. Like when you start kind of thinking about that, but I feel like at some point, you know, you do reach kind of that high level at some point, you know, and then and then from there you go. All right, cool. Let me go back to the drawing board. Let me learn 
what's going to be the next thing and kind of go from there. Um, but yeah, I, um, I am excited about this trip that just passed and, and just foreseeing the future. Like I do want to travel more. I want to attend more shows and, and everything, even outside of California, just to, just to experience the areas and see where the, where this scale model building takes me, you know, the, the, because it's like the, the world is, is, you know, it's out there, you know, everyone's out there and and it'd be pretty nice to, to meet everybody at some point in person, you know, um, I just got to do the research and see like what's going on where, and, and hopefully it works out with the schedule that I could come out, you know, so I want to thank you guys for, uh, you know, sticking around, tuning in to the podcast throughout all these years of the support. And I also want to shout out to, uh, for one of my friends, Rudy, he recently retired not too long ago. And, you know, he's, he's, you know, venturing into something, some new things, you know, he's been at it, but I feel like now that he has this time, he, um, he's gonna have plenty of time to work, you know, and create things. So I'll keep you guys posted and updated on on some of the stuff, you know, but I just wanted to shout him out if you're if you're listening to this as well. I also want to thank my daughter, Nina, for letting me go on this trip. I know she's, you know, two and a half years old. She'll be three years old in August. But, you know, she was she had a great time with my parents. And, you know, knowing that it uh, it made it made, you know, me feel comfortable like and happy knowing that, you know, she wasn't like sad or anything. Like she was just super happy to be with my family. And and it just like it just made everything work out great. And I'm just happy to be back home, reunited and, you know, back to our, our, our daily routine of things that we do and and just seeing her grow, you know. And I'm just very grateful to have her. So thank you, Nina. And I, I know in the future you'll probably listen to this and you know, right now you're like, what the heck? You don't even know what's going on. But in the future, you'll you'll check this out and and understand what's going on. Um, but but yeah, thank you again and um, shout outs to the one two four Eternals crew for uh, hosting and having me over in their meet, um, getting together. I hope to see you guys in the future. And, uh, man, maybe one, maybe you guys will come out here to California. You know, that'd be amazing. We need to find a way to bring that diorama out here, though. That'd be pretty crazy. So uh, peace out to all the listeners and uh, peace out to everybody. All right, guys. Later. Hey, what's up, Edgar? I'm just chilling at home. I hope you had a, red, a nice flight back to the U.S. It was great, man, to meet you in person after all this time chatting online through Instagram. It's crazy how this model car community connects people all all over around the world. I hope you had a great time with us. It was so cool for us to show you around the city, but even cooler to show you the model cars and the diorama we put together. So And we put so much time and effort into. As you know... It's always evolving and we keep adding new buildings and details.
I also wanted to have something to take home to remember the trip, so I made the small scale riders headquarters. It is a small building, but you can add all the detail you want. I let the interior um, empty with only black walls, so you can add all the shelves, counters, and all the detail you want. Finally, I want to thank you for letting the Hakosuka here with us. We will take care of it and build a nice home to keep it. Have a good night, Edgar. Bye, peace. Buenos días, Edgar. ¿Qué tal? ¿Cómo estamos? Pues nada, soy David. Y nada, el tipo de coches que me gusta hacer son generalmente coches europeos y japoneses. Los coches europeos normalmente me gusta del estilo Stans, con buenas llantas y, y bien bajadito. Y luego pues los japoneses pues me gusta hacer los tipo Drift, eh, me gusta hacer Transkits. Antes no me gustaban, ahora sí me gusta porque son más entretenidos y tienen más, más trabajo. Y nada, y también me gusta mucho pues, variar de pinturas, muchos colores, probar pinturas nuevas, mezclas, pigmentos, de todo. Y nada, pues un saludo y encantado de haberte conocido en persona. Y ya sabes, cuando quieras volver, eh, encantado de volver a verte. Un saludo. Hi Edgar, how are you? Here Albert from White Chocolate 124 Factory. <laughs> now, um, I'm happy that your trip went well and that you were able to enjoy a few days in Barcelona. Uh, due the circumstances, uh, we, could, we could not be together for a long time, but I love meeting you. I wish you good luck with your projects. Uh, you know, you put passion and love with them, which is what matters. It's nice to see how in every part of the world there is someone dedicates uh, time to this beautiful hobby. Now, hugs and see you soon. Hi, Edgar. What's up, buddy? I'm Jordi, also known as Fine Height Models on Instagram. So first things first, I hope that you enjoyed your trip and you had a smooth flight back home. Uh, it was a pleasure for me to finally meet you in person at the Turner's Meet, bro. For sure, uh, your visit uh, will be something that me and the guys will definitely uh, will remember. So normally, uh, around that time on Friday evenings, uh, I am on the bench making some models while I listen to your podcast. But <laughs> last Friday was different, man. Being able to meet you face to face and hear your insights in real time was, was really dope. And a part of sharing our builds uh, that I had the opportunity to, to see one of yours, the Hakusuka Skyland. Man, the paint finish is insanely good uh, <laughs> and it looked amazing displayed on the diorama. So apart, apart of sharing our builds, uh, I think that we had a fun time sharing our thoughts and tips and materials. And I think that at the end of the day, uh, this is what it's all about. And what makes this hobby so special is exactly this. You can meet people from the other side of the world with the same passion and, and see what they build and, and learn uh, new things. So, 
it was great that you managed to bring uh, your model, bro. And I hope, I hope that your model arrived safe back home. And uh, speaking about the diorama, uh, I think that seeing our latest builds on that scenario full of incredible models is something truly inspiring for me and and something that motivates me every time and gives me energy to keep pushing and improving my builds. So shout outs to David for that unique and amazing uh, diorama. And on top of that, uh, I also managed to bring to the meet my latest build, uh, Volkswagen Scirocco that I finished hours before the meet. And even some parts were still not dry, but uh, I was excited to bring that model to the show. And so, yeah, uh, it was a perfect day for me, bro. And also shout outs to Pavel, Albert, Tellez, Christian. It's always fun to meet you. And I'm grateful to be part of Eternals and reconnect with you after so many years away from the hobby. I think coming back to build models and meet you again was definitely a good decision and chatting with you every day and sharing our models, it's something that makes me happy. So that's it, man. I hope you had fun meeting us and took with you good memories of your visit to Catalonia. So hopefully you will come back soon and definitely uh, we are really looking forward to your next visit. And so, yeah, I send you my best regards. Hey, what's up? It's Pablo right here from 124 Eternal, Mr. Rock on social media. And bro, I just want to thank you for your visit last weekend. I hope you had a good time with us and felt like at home, you know. <laughs> it, has, uh, it has been a, such an honor to us to share tips, knowledge and passion for the hobby with you. You have motivated me to make some kids again, waiting for the great comeback, you know. And enjoy the little souvenir. And don't worry because the, the Skyland, the, the Hako is in good hands. We're gonna take care of it. <laughs> really nice to meet you, bro. Keep in touch. Peace.